Hi, this is Pastor Frank at Frank's Bible Study. Just want to welcome you to this Bible study. This podcast is going to be The Law, Torah, Part 2. Now, I hope I didn't leave anyone with more questions than answers in the first one, but we're going to continue. To follow up with Abel's offering, we read in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, verse 4. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and through it he, being dead, still speaks. Now, before I get into what I've written in my own commentary, it's important to know that a lot And I have researched this scripture and the commentary of Christians and Jews, or at least Messianic Jews. And each one of them do not give the deeper meaning of these scriptures. It's almost like it's glossed over because they have not studied. And they give a very generic default answer, which I am completely against once I hear those things, because I know that there's got to be more to it. Now let me continue. Abel had faith. Just want to make that statement. My original question is, where did Abel get this information and knowledge of a sacrificial offering? Faith requires the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Adam and Eve were in perfect communion with God. And that's a no-brainer. We know that by reading the first two chapters of Genesis. So they saw God. They knew God. They walked with God. But Cain and Abel didn't. The point of the book of Hebrews is to bring early Christian believers into the same kind of faith as those who believed in the Torah narrative. The very same God, the invisible God. Colossians 1.15 Now take notice, Adam and Eve did not make the list in Hebrews chapter 11. From Adam to Noah is about 1,056 years. About 400 years between Noah and Abraham and about an additional 600 years between Abraham and Moses. The Passover lamb wasn't until Moses was 80 years old. This exemplifies faith and works with faith. We have plenty of evidence of faith in Scripture narrative of the many believers of faith in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But, what did Abel believe? Quoting Mr. Prager on Genesis chapter 4, verse 5's commentary, Or perhaps there was some reaction from God the Torah does not record. That was my best impression of Mr. Prager. There is a scripture that lends to this line of reasoning. Leviticus chapter 3, verse 16. And the priest shall burn them on the altar as food, 
an offering made by fire for a sweet aroma. All the fat is the Lord's. So at this point, all of this points to a pre-existence of atonement. Revelation chapter 13 verse 8. In 1 John chapter 3 verse 11 through 12. For this is the message that you heard from the beginning, that we should love one another, not as Cain who was of the wicked one and murdered his brother. And why did he murder him? Because his works were evil and his brothers righteous. Let me stop there for a second. Reading this is is the explanation that we find here in 1 John chapter 3 of what that issue was all about between Cain and Abel. I just want to recognize a few words here in this scripture, and this is very important. And the reason why I'm even reading this scripture to convey this message. Now, if you take a look at that, it's saying that this message was being conveyed through the narrative. And then later this narrative would be used as a message. And then the message was what we hear in the Torah, a mitzvah, that we should love one another, to love your neighbor. And then it says, not as Cain was of the wicked one and murdered his brother. That is another mitzvah that is, you know, thou shall not kill. And it gives Cain's motive. His motive was because his brother's works were righteous. Now, what was righteous? As far as I read in that narrative between Cain and Abel was about the offerings that they gave. Now, the default explanation to that is is that one was more heartfelt than the other. But this doesn't speak about his heart. This speaks about his works. And works are highly dependent on faith. I've been reading that up to this point. Let's move on. We read in the Torah, Leviticus 19.18, and Jesus took it up a step further. John thirteen thirty four. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, as I have loved you, that you also love one another. The principle here is love. But the preexistence of the core nature is from the Torah. I just gave two witnesses of Scripture that testify to God's infinite wisdom. But for some reason, we don't recognize this. Why? Is because this narrative is an unfolding mystery. The Strong's definition in the Greek lexicon, he obtained witness that he was righteous. So let's go to that. Martu reo, from the Greek, 3144, to be a witness, i.e. testify, literally or figuratively. Charge, give. Evidence, bear record, have obtained of. Good, honest, report. Be well reported of. Testify, give. Have testimony. Be, bear, give, obtain, witness. 
Now, this is a a very detailed, Greek is very detailed. This is a very detailed way to say that when he obtained witness that he was righteous, this is talking about something that is before the Passover, and I'll get into that. But yet, here, it was righteous. Now, how could it be deemed righteous if the Torah had not been written? And and like I said, this is something that we'll get into, but you have to think about this. And the reason why I'm even, I'll give it to you at the end and through these podcasts, but there's a reason for all these scriptures that I'm giving you, why we're taking these apart and, and looking at these under a microscope, because it's very important to understand what these scriptures are saying, because it will prove the point about our Messiah. So let's move forward. Of this, Abel was not born with this information. He was told because of Romans 10.14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Also to take it a step further, in Genesis chapter 4 verse 26, And as for Seth, to him also a son was born, and he named him Enosh. Then men began to call on the name of the Lord. Again, where did this son of Adam and Eve, Seth, learn to do this? How did Enosh learn to do this? The common unwritten factor is Adam and Eve. Proverbs 22.6 Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. We have to ask ourselves, who or what set the course of faith that reached Noah? Because Noah offered burnt sacrifices when he got off the ark. Scripture records God having a conversation first with Adam, then with Adam and Eve after their fall, and then with Cain. Adam talked with Eve because of the answer she gave the serpent about the tree. We know that Eve is capable to relay information, but to make addendums. Now, the scripture does not tell us that God talked with Abel. But could it stand to reason that God did talk to Abel, just not written, because he did talk with Cain? But if you look at the definition of Abel's name, it means vapor. In other words, his life was short. One thing is for sure, that Abel did not pass this information to anybody. So let's move to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 24. To Jesus the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of the sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. Paul, who is very educated in the Hebrew Bible, testifies that what Abel was doing was right but only a shadow of what is to come. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 1 through 4, For now the law, 
having a shadow of the good things to come, and not the very image of things, can never with these same sacrifices which they offer continually year by year, make those who approach perfect. For then would they not have ceased to be offered? For the worshippers, once purified, would have had no more consciousness of sins. But in those sacrifices, there is a reminder of sins every year. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sins. The blood that was sprinkled is always associated in Scripture with blood. In Leviticus alone, it's referenced 25 times, and rarely is it associated with the sprinkling of water. The word sprinkle is used 50 times in the Bible. Half of it is in Leviticus when it's talking about sprinkling blood. The blood of animals was temporary until Jesus fulfilled that aspect once and for all. But the reference is necessary to our understanding of why Jesus completed it as Messiah, but not done away with. Look up the word telos in Greek. If the law is done away with, then meaning would be lost and man would deposit his own answers in the gap as he has currently. If we do away with what tells us we need what is being fulfilled by Messiah, then we truly don't understand the message in the narrative. The Passover is annual, which means it's every year, every spring when lambs are born. And in addition to that, barley is also ready to harvest for the first fruits. Again, the association to Abel is a direct connection with Torah, and if I may be bold enough to say, pre-Torah. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 23, I have been established for everlasting from the beginning before there was ever an earth. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 3 through 4, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundations of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now, these verses explain that God made things to prepare before, to make ready beforehand from eternity. Now, if you heard everything that I just said, and if you take a look at the scriptures that I gave, the scriptures that I read, and you try to understand this from a scriptural perspective, we witness pre-Torah subjects, pre-Torah words, pre-Torah concepts. These are all things that exist prior to the Torah given to Moses. Now, this I can draw a conclusion, and the conclusion that I draw is that God in his infinite wisdom, like the scriptures I just gave, God, God in his infinite wisdom in eternity knew 
what exactly man was going to do when he is given freedom. He chooses transgression. God knew this. For those who believe that God has had this plan before the foundations of the world in eternities past in the ancient of days, we also have to believe that part of that answer to the, his master plan was the Torah. And if you really think about it, without the Torah, we couldn't recognize who Jesus is. We couldn't recognize the righteousness in Jesus Christ if not for the Torah. But yet we're ready to throw the Torah away. But yet Jesus fulfills the Torah. We can't get away from it because Jesus is the righteousness. And compared to Jesus' righteousness, our righteousness is as filthy rags. So we must understand that we need the Torah to recognize where we are sinful. That's what it's for. But it's not all it's for. It is supposed to lead us to love, which it did. Jesus himself said that the two commandments that the law and the prophets hang on is to love God with all your heart, mind, strength, and soul. And the second one is like it, love your neighbor Now, if you really think about what this is all pointing to, this is only part of the unfolding mystery that God wants us to understand in His Son, Jesus Christ. There are so many components, if taken out of the Hebrew Bible or Old Testament, that we change the message of God. The Bible specifically says that in the book of Revelations that we are not to do that. We are to include all of it, no matter what our opinions are. I want to point something out. If you're from the belief that the Torah is irrelevant for today, you believe in replacement theology. Look it up. What I want to be able to convey to you is that all scripture is relevant. If you truly believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, then you will need all scripture to understand this. The Holy Spirit will impart the revelation and understanding and wisdom and knowledge is the reason why we have the faith that we have. It's not necessarily by works. It's by faith first, and then works follow in faith. This is Pastor Frank at Frank's Bible Study. God bless.